I'd like to invite you along the Camino with me. I'm Holly Brock, and welcome to the playful ponderings of my particular pilgrimage along the Camino de Santiago. I wrote this story, The Incense and the Chaos, in response to the experience of the Pilgrim's Mass in Santiago de Compostela, which is the main destination of the Camino de Santiago. It really was breathtaking in many, many ways. Imagine the incense and the chaos. We were packed in like sardines into the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela. Smelly pilgrims next to locals, next to tourists from afar. We were packed into pews like at an overcrowded wedding, sitting on the floor like young children during story hour and standing shoulder to shoulder in any remaining space like we were at a concert. May I repeat, like we were at a wedding a storytelling, and a concert. We were here together in this moment like this. It was the chaos. From three naves, all eyes strained forward to the center platform where clergy quietly filed in and with strong voices began to pray a pilgrim's blessing over us to sing songs that I did not know the words to, but knew in my heart and to proclaim truth by the reading of the word of God. And now in finale, what we were all straining to behold, they began the ceremony of cleansing, where a series of thick ropes reaching from the center arch of the cathedral connect a group of eight men and a massive silver urn with smoke billowing out of it. This was the incense. But let me rewind about two hours. I was getting really frustrated. I was getting really frustrated because the line was really long to get into the cathedral. I was getting really frustrated because the line was really long to get into the cathedral because of all the tourists. I was getting really frustrated because the line was really long to get into the cathedral because of all the tourists, so many that I was afraid that the pilgrims wouldn't be able to get in, especially since today I was one of the pilgrims. Mass is offered here every day but this was one of the only two days in the week when the full pilgrim ceremony was performed. The other days, a simpler mass is offered. Rationally, we all know that either ceremony had the same effect on a soul in the realm of heaven, but I bet we would also agree that the more involved ceremony had a bigger effect on the soul in the realm of the earth. Is there a line for pilgrims? I say to anyone who will listen. A few minutes later, Seems like there should be a line reserved for pilgrims, like for people who have walked for days to get here. Then to no one in particular, I did. I walked 500 miles to get here. <laughs> Finally, and much to my shame, how far did you walk exactly? <laughs> when my son, daughter-in-law, and granddaughter moved to Los Angeles, my daughter-in-law prayed to grow in patience. She did not foresee how God would accomplish that. He did indeed grow patience in her using infamous 
the infamous traffic of Los Angeles to do so. He grew patience in her simply by putting her in situations where she must be patient. Apparently, God grows muscles the old-fashioned way by actually using them. I don't remember specifically praying for humility. I do know, though, that through experience, my value of it had steadily grown. Apparently, valuing something, even subconsciously, is a form of prayer. I have seen a bumper sticker that says, be careful what you pray for. But I say, be careful that once you truly see the value in something, and if you are serious about being transformed into the image of God, you might have subconsciously prayed to grow in that area. Although I sincerely do not expect to see that on a bumper sticker anytime soon, (laughs) I do sincerely mean it, which brings me back to the line of people trying to get into the cathedral of Santiago de Compostela. Indeed, the line begins to inch forward. And when I can relax and begin to believe that there is room for us all, I begin to look with more grace at those around me. I notice a woman who repeatedly asks if Sandra has come. The tone of her companions, not yet, seems like she's given that response a thousand times. And every time knowing the probability of Sandra actually coming is non-existent. At this answer, the woman breaks down and begins to cry. I see that this woman nor her caretaker are in any state to walk the Camino. In front of them is a couple with their teenage son. How about them? They're chatting excitedly, clearly in expectation of the upcoming ceremony. They seem capable enough until the line in front of them moves forward. And I see that not only the father, but the young son hobble. It is perhaps a congenital issue, a handicap imperceptible in so many circumstances. How quickly I had judged. They were in no shape to walk the Camino. And speaking of bumper stickers, this one came to mind. Be kind, everyone is fighting some sort of battle. My version would be this. Be kind and patient and humble if you're a pilgrim waiting in line to get into the pilgrim's mass in Compostela de Santiago, because you are surrounded by many people who would give anything to be a pilgrim who had actually walked there. You were able, they were not. The time, money, physical ability, and support I had been given to be able to walk these miles came pouring down on my head like burning coals because I had misused them in my impatience and arrogance. I felt that scales were falling off my eyes and I began to see differently. I turned to the two women behind me and asked what brought them here this day. As if they sensed the arrogant pilgrim's perspective that was evaporating off of me, they looked shyly down at their feet and said, we had dreams of walking, but lacked the confidence we could make it. God forgive me, we are all pilgrims. Eventually, with all these people, my fellow pilgrims, the young and old, the rich and poor, the healthy and sick, from the east and from the west, with these, my brothers and sisters, I entered the cathedral. We filled the space like we were the light of dawn spreading out across the land, like water poured out, like smoke filling a room. There was a sense of sharing the pilgrim's blessing, like we share the sunshine and rain and air every day. We watched as burning coals were placed in a massive urn and we watched smoke begin to issue forth. 
the priest gave the urn a push and it began to swing back and forth. At the first hearty heave-ho, there was a corporate gasp as the urn swung out over our heads. With every perfectly timed pull on the rope, the urn swung faster and farther until it was zinging from one end of the cathedral to the other. Incense filled the air, and we received the cleansing not as individual pilgrims, but as individual individuals making up the corporate pilgrim body. What I marveled at most that day wasn't the long history represented there or the impressive details of the cathedral, nor the rich liturgy of the ceremony, not even that massive urn hurtling 200 feet from end to end above our heads, gushing incensed smoke. Sounds silly, but what I marveled at most from that day was that all of us actually fit into that building. Somehow there was room for us all. And because of that, we all got to experience the incense and the chaos together. I suspect that every day is like that because when it's all said and done, we are all pilgrims. And in a more mysterious way, we are invited to receive every day as a pilgrim's mass. May we see the world like I saw the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela actually inviting us all because we are all invited and because we all can fit together. Together.